Hello, everyone. Reaching your ears right now is the Rocker Dog Podcast, the only podcast on the planet that talks to people in and around the music industry about their dogs. I'm your host, Tim Dill, along with my restroom attendant, Charlie the Golden Doodle, and today we welcome Ringo Starr's former manager, David Fishup, who is better known now as the founder of Rock and Roll Fantasy Camp that gives everyday folks like you and I a once-in-a-lifetime experience to be mentored and jammed with legendary musicians like Roger Daltrey, Gene Simmons, and Nancy Wilson. He is celebrating the release of the book Rock Camp, an oral history 25 years of Rock and Roll Fantasy Camp, and this is his brand new Rocker Dog. Wow, my Rocker Dog, I gotta find him. He's running around. But his name is his name is Brady, and um, my daughter is, is, I have a teenage daughter who just loves animals, and um, I don't know what it was, but as a, as a child, um, my parents, you know, they didn't want a dog in the house. And so I didn't want a dog. And she kept begging me for a dog, begging me for a dog. And I remember years ago, um, I, I got a dog from my other children. I, I've been married a few times. And, and my earlier children, we had a dog. And and um, it was a lot to maintain. No one to take care of it. Um, so we got rid of the dog. And then um, now... Um, my teenage daughter, she said, Dad, can I have a dog? I said, no, get get something else. And so she got rabbits, and then she got four um, parakeets. And then she said, Dad, can I have a dog? I said, you can give an elephant. You can have a lion in the backyard. No dog. As a joke. So she said, well, how about some chickens? So I said, get some chickens. So she got two chickens, and, <laughs> and then she got uh, two ducks. And, and then they started growing up. And then one of the chickens turned out to be a rooster. And the rooster didn't stop at four o'clock in the morning. And the whole neighborhood, finally the police came to my house and they said, you know, you have to get rid of the rooster. People are complaining. And I said, wait a minute. Uh, so we'll get rid of the rooster. My daughter said, dad, you can't just get rid of a rooster. It has to go somewhere where I want it to go and it's safe. And so now try Googling getting rid of a rooster. You can't. No one wants to take a rooster. And it was so hard. Then we got a second ticket and a warning, and the neighborhoods, neighbors are texting us. And finally, I, I said, yes, you can get a dog. Get a dog. Just get rid of the rooster. <laughs> and uh, and she, we found a uh, – two hours here in Los Angeles, we found a shelter who really has uh, – takes the ducks, but he, he agreed to take the rooster. And uh, we found a great place and um, a great person to take the chicken and the rooster. And then we got a dog, and we got a – um a mutt combination of a mutt and a um oh um, a german shepherd german shepherd yeah okay yeah i saw i saw one photo of it um, wow. and my son brady what's that his name is my my son named brady after uh after tom brady because okay <laughs> that might ruffle some feathers right right well not listen i you know i was a sports agent for many years and so represented a lot of giants but I have such utmost respect for that Tom Brady. So yeah, it's it's hard to argue his his abilities and it's unbelievable. greatness. Yeah, yeah, it's, his greatness. It's hard to. So another thing, it's very funny that a man such as yourself, who's steeped in rock and roll, has the police show up at his door on a noise complaint for a rooster and not an electric guitar. Right? <laughs> Isn't that crazy? <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Twice they came, and and, and they were really. And and they were they, they were apologetic because they said we know it's hard to get rid of the rooster and and we know you're trying hard and 
It was very funny. It was very funny, but they were very, they were nice. And it's funny people who think of roosters are, are, you know, wake up in the morning and, you know, and wake you up at five in the morning. But I was recently on vacation in the Caribbean and there was a rooster there that, to your point, he was 24 seven. They don't stop. I mean, he did not stop. The neighbors, I never saw the neighbors complaining and I, you know, it was unbelievable. <laughs> and then, you know, it wakes up at four in the morning and you try to go back to sleep and it wakes up an hour later and, yeah, it's really crazy. It's really, I mean, and then try to Google. You can't get rid of them. Yeah. And my daughter, you know, my daughter wouldn't. The only way she would, you know, get rid of it unless it was safe and everything like that. So. Yeah. Did was the dog from a rescue or was the dog from a breeder? A uh, dog came from a rescue. Okay. My, my, my yeah, from a rescue, and and he's checked out and he's and he's well and he's really fun and I can't believe how amazing it is and um I never thought I you know and you fall in love with it. It's just incredible. So. You know, he's, he tries to clam. He just runs, follows you all day. Yeah. So you didn't have any of this experience with your previous dog? No, not at all. What was your previous dog? You mentioned that there was a dog that... It was a hot dog. And I think my son, you know, threw it and he played. It was a little rough with it. And um, and no, it was... Yeah, because we lived in a townhouse in Manhattan. It was just different. Oh, yeah, and for sure. Not much of a backyard. And uh, here, here, the dog has a backyard. And it's really fun. It really, And then, you know... Listen, my wife loves to take care of him, so because she had a dog growing up, so you know, so it makes it it makes it a lot easier to enjoy him. Yeah. Now, what was the experience like getting the dog? I know whenever you go to a rescue, you want to save them all. How did Brady kind of, you know, speak to you guys and kind of grab your attention? I had no choice. I was in New York at a rock camp, and the next thing I know, uh, come home, there's a dog. Okay. <laughs> so they just surprised them on me. Okay. okay. You said you're going to, I said, well, wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I know I said it, but I was really, I know I said, it, but I was hesitant. You know, I didn't really mean it. You know, <laughs> I have a dog. Now, how much are you, how much time are you spending with the dog? It's technically your daughter's dog, but you're under the same roof. Is it? No, no, no. We all, well, you know what? This dog needs uh, hours because he's always alone, you know? So um, he has no one to play with. So I'm always playing with him. I'm playing with him and my daughter, comes home, she's playing with him, taking him for a walk. My wife's playing with him. Um, so I'm spending, you know, I'm spending time with them and I'm enjoying them. I really am. And, and getting the grandkids to play with them. And uh, I didn't realize how many people love dogs. And I posted a picture and I got 500 <laughs> likes. I don't think I got 500 likes with the picture with Ringo Starr, you know? That's in my notes. Yeah. 500 likes, 88 yeah. comments. That was five times uh, comments and likes you got in any other post. To your point, right. all classic rock and rollers. and <laughs> Yes. It's just amazing. And. And people call you and, and then coming on your podcast, I told the kids, and you will not believe it, you know, and my daughter said, good, dad, good. You should be known as a dog owner. So That's funny. Now that you're cognizant, do you think back, was there anybody in your camp, any of the rock stars? Because I know there's a plenty of rock stars that are very, you know, uh, very much dog people. Has anybody wanted to bring their dogs to rehearsals or, or did bring their no, dogs to rehearsals? I don't remember. I don't recall any of it. Um, I never recall people talking to me about it. Mm -hmm. And um no, not at all. I mean, I know people had them. I know Ringo has some couple dogs and and other people. But, you know, when you don't have a dog owner, you don't recognize, you don't yeah. realize it. You just, you don't realize it. And, you know, to me, it's like having another child or another grandchild. Yeah. And now and now you can converse with everybody, speak the language, know the. <laughs> yeah, take it for a walk. I took it for a walk on Saturday, I couldn't believe how many people came over to, to pet it and say how great it is, and how cute it is. And, 
Yeah, I mean, the attention. I can understand why, you know, why people love it. Do you guys have plans for training? Are you going to do self-training? Are you going to bring somebody oh, we in? Got a trainer. We got a trainer in already. He comes once a week, and he said he'll come once a week. And, you know, my dear friend has a dog, so uh, he gave us a trainer, and um, I watched the trainer. And, uh, you know, so that's been fun, watching the trainer. And he's he's been he's been trained to go outdoors, and um, so that's been good. And um, But he's just so cute. You know, he, he begs. He begs for love, begs for friendship. It's great. Yeah, I think people should. A lot of people should have. Uh, well, I mean, you wouldn't hear this from me uh, eight months ago, but it's amazing how much it's part of the family and how much everybody loves it. Young kids, older people. Yeah. Now, do you work? Do you have a home office, or do you leave? For, I, I, I just watched your documentary and I saw you, you know, going to work out. What looked like an office and. Right, I have a home office, and and. Uh, you know, normally the the door is closed now. But if he'll if he comes here, I let him come sit on my lap and and um, really loving. He's really really loving. Mm -hmm. What are the other positive aspects you see bringing him into into your home? I mean, will he get you? Will he get you outside more often and and walking around or you know? I think that I think taking my mind off many things, which I love, and you know, I've talked to a friend of mine who's had a dog for a few years. He named him Avicii. And because uh, he was very close with the, the DJ who died. And he said, David, the dog changed my life. And he just I said, how he just changed my life. I'm so much happier now. And he loves the dog. And and I went to him the other day for lunch and he just was telling me it really is. a It's a game changer. A dog is a game changer. I see it. Right. I see. It. Well, it's funny that you mentioned that, you know, you've got friends with dogs before having your own dog did you not give their dog and this isn't a, this isn't a, an insult or you know a, a dig but when you're when you're not a dog person you kind of you'll you'll pet the dog on the head and you know be on its way but now are you more not not accepting but more dialed into other people's dogs totally you see how cute they are and you want to hug them and you want to it's it's night and day i i it is a game changer it really is a game changer sincerely I, I didn't think I didn't, I didn't think anything's going to change my life, you know, and at this late age in life. And, and, you know, I always believe you can have more grandkids and, and you can always add more, more love to them and have an eight to nine and 10, whatever you can have, you know, you love them all the same, but I never thought a dog would really, and, you know, and so the other day, Saturday, we went to someone's house for lunch and this guy came over and, and he was walking home, and then he said to my daughter, he says, can I take the dog for a walk? And he took Brady for a walk, and now half hour goes by, an hour goes by, two hours go by. He's not back with the dog. Did he steal the dog? He took the dog home to, to his kids to play. <laughs> and I was worried the whole afternoon. Finally, my wife went to the guy's house and after three, four hours and said, why did you take our dog? And, you know, he thought it was, he thought it was cute. And he thought it was cute because his his kids were playing with the dog. He said, "You know, I used to have a dog like this, and someone took my dog." I said, "Well, doesn't mean you can take <laughs> exactly. our dog." And and, um, and then my wife said, "I'm going to yell at him." And I said, well, "Don't yell at him." You know what? My wife has this charity where she looks to raise money for in Africa villages in Africa. I said, "Go ask him for a donation, and tell him what he did." And he gave her a twenty dollars donation for the charity. Perfect. So. You know, he, but he took the dog and I was here. I was worried about the dog. I couldn't enjoy the lunch as much as I enjoyed it. And you start to get very close and emotional to the dog. And oh, yeah. Yeah. It's really interesting. And I saw a film. I have to share a friend of mine 
Gil Goldstein produced a film about a year and a half ago about a dog in the Holocaust and how this dog saved, um, you know, this young boy had a dog and, um, and, you know, and then when the Germans came and to his family, they knocked on the door, they took his dog away and they turned it into a Nazi, uh, you know, a dog to guard the camps. And this kid's thrown into a, a camp and the dog eventually saves his life. Wow. Um, he almost gets killed because he, he wants to feed the dog. And in the end, the dog saves his life. And now I'm going to go, I got to go find that film again because I'm going to, matter of fact, after this, it reminds me, I want to text my friend Gil. Gil, Gil Goldstein, he was the president of Buda Murray and he produced all the early Kardashians, those 20 years, the Kardashians. And he, this was a film that he produced. And now I can't wait to watch it again as I'm talking to you because. I, you know, they're, these dogs are smart. Yeah, no, that's something I got to look, look it up myself. And that's something I can post to uh, post to our listeners to to check it out. I'm going to find the dog. And I got a call. I got a call about two years ago. Someone wanted to do a, sh- a touring show. Um, was I interested in, in all the amphitheaters? Only for dog owners. And I didn't. been Now I, I, I want to look at that. That's look so up funny. that proposal. Uh, a dog is is underrated they're really amazing and i talk to people now they've had dogs that are 18 years old they're they're not well but they take care of the dog and it's really it's really amazing it's i'm learning so much every day yeah that's funny well again watching the documentary this weekend i know how you work so i look forward to uh how you're going to tie you know canines into uh you know a tour or something some sort of package um I'm in North Carolina and we just had a, I didn't see it because I was, I recently had back surgery, but there was a, a festival called Play Dead, the Play Dead Festival, which was a play on the words of, you know, a bunch of dead cover bands played, but also you were invited to bring your dogs, you know, Play Dead. I thought it was really funny and they had great graphics and I assume they had a great uh, turnout. But again, that just seemed something like great idea. You know, I wish I could be there. And I think they had rescues there at the time to, you know, people wanted to see the dogs or adopt the dogs or foster the dogs. Oh, there he is. Brady. Should I get him? Sure. Yeah, come in. Brady. I wanted to show him off. Maybe he'll come back. So do you feel the timing was right for you? Or is there part of you that says I should have done it 20 years ago? Oh, God. I, I Yes, I should have done it 20 years ago. But I look at life. I look. I, I think God gave us eyes to look forward. So I'm never look. I never look back on anything mm-hmm. I do. Never look back. I'm just enjoying it now. Yeah. Um, also, what I wanted to say back to training is: Has your trainer said he's more there to train the humans than the dog? No, I think I, I sat through one session, so okay. he just showed me, you know, how to reward him and and how to tell him no and um, very cute. I'm looking at him right now at my door. It's just, really is beautiful i'm telling you it's it, unless you own one and you have it and i i, I never believed it i cannot believe what a life-changing it is yeah it's I, I i agree like i said i went through the same thing and you did it for and you did four years ago yeah yeah i but i've always wanted a dog i was one of those people that i i considered myself a dog person without a dog and I felt like I always had, I grew up with friends with dogs and my friend had the meanest dog that growled at everybody, but me for some reason. And I felt like unconsciously that gave me kind of a, a confidence that I was a, was a dog person that, you know, and I have always, you know, I've always been, you know, drawn to them. And, you know, if they are in a public place, I'd always pet them, but I was just never, in, I, I was in New York for the longest time 
in a right. 250 square foot apartment. <laughs> so, you know, working, working eight hours a week, that was just unfathomable. But once I, you know, moved out, moved away, had kids, got married, you know, and as soon as the kids were like, can we get a dog? I was like, of course we can get a dog. You know, what took you so long to ask? I should have, I should have jumped on that question even before you could talk. Um, and I, and my parents never wanted a dog, you know, never wanted a dog in the house. And, yeah. You know, I don't know why just probably didn't want to do the work or everything like that. And, and um, never wanted it. So, you know, I also didn't, you know, I just didn't want it. So, yeah, but I didn't realize how great they are. It's funny. Did any of the other animals resonate with you? Like the rabbits or whatever else you, you know, no, I know the no, no, not the rabbits. Not at all. You know, I liked the rabbit. That was cute. The ducks were ducks were too big and I didn't like them to be in the cage. And, you know, we built a big cage in the back for the chickens, but they made a lot of poop, you know, and, and uh, there was a lot of work and making the noise and um no no not not as loving as a dog yeah no i mean dogs are just so affectionate that's that's They're pretty so much their number yeah. one attribute yeah and your dog being you know part german shepherd he's probably super super smart our neighbors have a german shepherd it's you know i'm surprised the thing can't you know speak four languages very smart and he, and he and he learns very easily very easily learns now do you know do you have any expectations about how big he's going to get will he get to be i hear he's, i hear he's going to get big he's getting bigger already you know my wife and daughter feed him feed him well and um but who cares you know let him get big and you know he'll protect us yeah you know, which is um you know the world today you need you need a dog to be a protector yeah for sure so uh, I think it'd be great for my daughter and everything like that. So, yeah, that's great. And I'm sorry, she's a teenager, correct? You said teenager, perfect, yeah, perfect age, yeah. perfect age. Oh, yes, yeah, crazy about dogs. And I was afraid oh, she wasn't going to do her schoolwork, and not at all. She does the schoolwork, and the dog sits on her bed, and they, they, you know, she does the work together. So it's great. Yeah, I mean, we often speak to them. You know, there's it, it's kind of facetious sometimes, but calling them an emotional support dog. And this and that, but you do see how they do bring, you know, even just simple breaks to your life or, you know, put things in perspective when you look at how, you know, they just, they go through life and they kind of let things roll and they're always happy, always optimistic. You hear my dog? You couldn't hear him. No, I heard him before. Uh, he was before, yeah. <laughs> and I love the way my wife, you know, she, she, my son didn't want a dog. And, um, and then all of a sudden she said, well, We'll get a dog. You can name it, whatever name you want. He's a sportsman. And now all of a sudden he's playing basketball with the dog and, you know, he's trying to trip him up. And it's just so cute how how this little little dog came in. And I always said about a little baby. Baby comes to the house and he's uh, eight pounds and he controls you. Well, this dog is now controlling all of us. Yeah. Yeah. But it's nice to have. They have so much more independence than a, an infant. I mean, stay obviously stay in the obvious. But any plans to uh, put a sidecar on your scooter so Brady can uh, ride along? Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, I didn't get to there. I didn't get to there yet. But uh, yeah, we'll take him out on a boat one day. <laughs> yeah, and uh, you know we have to cover up our pool because um, while they do swim, they're getting out of the pool. So yeah, and it's winter now, anyways. But. Uh, now this is uh, this is quite fun. This is quite fun. Well, it's funny. I'd be interesting to circle back with you in six months after having the dog and doing what you do and mixing with the people that you mix with to you know, kind of you know hear your take on. Yeah, I can't wait to go to camp. I'm going to rock camp this tomorrow and and talk about the dog and everyone's going to come over to me and um, 
And now we're, you know, we're promoting the book. I don't know. Did you get a chance to read about the book or hear about our book? The book, uh, I've heard about it and I'm getting a copy sent to me. Thank you. Very excited about the book because um, I donated all the proceeds um, from the book for the Rock Camp um, Rock and Roll Foundation. And this was a foundation that was um, put together by campers and um, who on their own came to me and said, you know, we, we, this is a dream. I mean, we've got, our lives have changed because of Rock Camp and um, we want to be able to give this to young people. And they formed a, uh, a nonprofit foundation and um, campers have been donating money and they're bringing young people to camp. And I'm hoping the book will make awareness. Um, it was a camper who, who really financed it, who, whose wife, he came to camp. He went through a life-changing experience and his wife, Pam, passed away. And now he's in a sticks cover band. And um, it's really, it's really, it's all good. Yeah. You know, it's all good. You know, we live in a, in crazy times today, it's hard to watch the news. And one thing I can say about rock and roll fantasy camp, and it just delivers, it really delivers good to the rock stars who keep coming back because they, they love the experience and they love to give back. And to the camper who enjoys it, get, becomes a better musician and meets amazing people. And so it's been, it's been a fun, fun, fun job for me. Yeah, I bet. I, uh, you know, I'm a huge music fan and I've been aware of the fantasy camp um, for many, many years. And I, I got to say the documentary was uh, it was great on so many levels, but it was very emotional. It really is. And more people are picking up guitars. More people are being in bands today. Kids are, you know, years ago, if you didn't make it, um, you know, your parents told you not to become a musician. Now they're encouraging you. Um, it's really changed the the music business and, and the way that you know, you don't need to have a record deal to tour and make money. Um, there's so much positive coming coming out of it. Yeah. Well, listen, we'll wrap up each episode with what I call the Zoomies. And that's five quick questions. Um, first one is, and this is, you know, with a new dog. Have you Are you kissing your dog on the mouth? Not on the mouth, but I'm kissing him. Okay. <laughs> that gets a 50-50 reaction of everyone kissed their dog. It's just a matter of. You know, do they go in for it or is it on top of the head? So very good. Question two is, again, he's so young, he probably hasn't been out, but uh, I'll be curious to ask this question in six months. But has he licked anyone famous yet? No, because we haven't really exposed him to anybody famous. But... Yeah. OK, well, we'll circle back with that one. Question three is when he grows up, is he more likely to be a fan, a critic, a roadie or a groupie or an agent? An agent. Okay, like father, like son? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's what I thought. I, and I threw agent in there. That's one of the new ones for that. Yeah. Question four, I'm curious to hear, is have you developed a dog voice? Do you speak to him with a higher-pitched voice or a baby voice? Or you know, I tend not to speak to my kids like in baby talk. I once read something about that. I try to talk to them just like they're, you know, they're all ages and the same age. And um, so, no, I, I – I just talked to him like like he's Brady. Peer to peer. Very good. Very good. Last but not least, is there a charity or dog organization um, that you know of that you'd like to call attention to to our listeners? So I, I don't know any charities yet. And I, because, again, I'm new um, and I didn't know where they rescued him from. But, um, I, you know, when I saw that place where I could um, drop off those roosters and the ducks and I saw the um, what are they called? The, the, the sanctions? Uh, sanctuaries. Yep. Sanctuaries. I was blown away because, you know, I gave the guy money right there and then I, I, because I realized they have to feed them and they have to groom them and they have to take care of them. And, 
you know, it's costly. So, um, yeah. and so this guy had, he had 200 ducks and, and chickens and everything. And so I'm a big believer that, um, to donate money to one and I'm going to find one and, and I will, um, definitely make a donation. Very good. I know of uh, plenty of yeah, those farm sanctuaries. They, those are, uh, quite uh intense operations and and take a lot but uh hats off to the people that do it they do a wonderful job yes hats off to the people that do it yeah they do an amazing job um while we're together do you have anything to promote coming 2023 i have a great camp coming up in 2023 i have two of them i have a women's camp only for women only and uh, featuring winona and lizzie hale that's going to be in nashville that's great and that's women only i'm excited about that and uh, to present that. And then I, I'm doing a Led Zeppelin theme camp with Kim Vale from Soundgarden and the DeLeo brothers from Stone Temple Pilots and um, Vinny Apice and his brother. And um, and it's people going to play a lot of Zeppelin music that weekend. That'll and, be great. Uh, it's going to be exciting. So that's going to be, if they go to rockcamp.com, you can learn about everything about rock and roll fantasy camp and, and get the book on Amazon and anything. Appreciate it. All the help all the help and, and spread the word will do david thank you so much for sharing your enthusiasm and uh thank you for having me you know uh, like i said the documentary was great i'm looking forward to the book and you do a wonderful service for everybody and as a music lover uh you know someday i hope uh i can shake your hand while i sit behind the kit you know for a session well great we'll, we'll, we'll come on the road one day <laughs> excellent take care thank okay, you, you so too. much for having me my pleasure okay all the best right. you too Bye. Bye bye. All right. Thank you, David Fishoff, founder of Rock and Roll Fantasy Camp. Although he wasn't able to name a specific animal sanctuary to give a shout out to, one of the most well known in the country is the Best Friends Animal Sanctuary in Kanab, Utah, that on any given day is the healing home for up to 1,600 dogs, cats, birds, bunnies, horses, pigs, and other animals. To visit, tour, or volunteer, go to bestfriends.org sanctuary. Thank you for your continued support of the show. Please help us spread the word and continue to reach new listeners. For news and episode info, follow us on Instagram at Podcast. We'll be back next week with another new episode featuring the lead singer of a band that's always been known for their peculiar and highly original name, so keep an ear out for that one. All right, it's time to wrap all the gifts I got from my dog this holiday. Take care, everyone.